right, folks, welcome to Gimmick Tables and Gig Jobs. I'm Nate. I'm Alex. And uh, last week was a hectic, sporadic week. Um, also, I lost my voice, so we weren't really able to do this. So, um... Didn't want you to have to listen to the <clears throat> Oh, God, it was horrible. Um, so... We didn't really get to catch a lot of wrestling last week. We did, however, watch Impact and um, AEW. Yeah, 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 we got to watch AEW and Impact. I was gonna say, did you, um, did you forget what we watched? <laughs> no, I was just looking at my notes. Um, but uh, I will be back Thursday with the week in wrestling. Um, I'll be doing it by myself, so you'll just have to deal with me. <laughs> but uh, I'll be here to talk about Raw and SmackDown and NXT and Impact for the week, um, which we just finished watching, and AEW. Um, and since this is from last week, I'm going to save the results for Final Resolution from Impact, which was Saturday until this Thursday's episode. So we'll cover that as well. I mean, you? Or well, are, you pulling I, a, are you pulling an Ethan Page? Oh, no. We're, we're not going to talk about that until this coming through. Well, I'm not going to talk about that until this coming through. I keep forgetting I'm doing it. I'm not, I'm not used to the concept of doing this by myself. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, anywho, um, getting into Impact this last week, um, Josh Alexander from the North faced Chris Sabin from the Motor City Machine Guns. And we're seeing the downfall of the North. Yes. Here. Yes. It's, uh, this, they were arguing amongst themselves. I was going to say, this is the first match that they came out that they've um, actually started. They started arguing. They did not look happy. Like, they it, just looked annoyed with it, it, it each was, other. It was what you would expect from Josh Alexander and Chris Saban. It was a really, really good match. Yeah, it was a, it was um, a good match. I don't really know exactly what anyone would expect other than, you know, given the talent of the two, um, what you would expect. I, I, if you were expecting outstanding, I'm not going to say it was outstanding, but it was a pretty goddamn good wrestling match. Yeah. Um, but if you were expecting anything short of spectacular, it was not that. It was it was it was it was it was, it was a great match. Um, Chris Saban picked up the win with a roll up, good old surprise roll up. <laughs> a good old roll up. Um, Brian Myers faced TJP. Following that, um, TJP was on his game. Um. You look confused. Well, I'm sorry. I was looking at your notes. I got lost in them. Oh, um, no. Brian versus TJP. TJP was on top of it. Um, Myers threw the referee into TJP to break up submission. Isn't that what you do? No. It's not what you do when you're the most professional wrestler. Well, apparently in his eyes it is. But um, Myers picked up the win for that. Um, Eric Young... With uh, Joe Doring versus Cody Deaner and cousin Jake Deaner. Um, now that was a surprise. Well, that was a that happened at Final Resolution. We're not going to talk about that. 
Oh, I thought that happened during the show. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, there's been a lot of impact that we lost. Um, Eric Young picked up the win with a pile driver. Um, Doring and Young proceeded to attack the Deaners. And Rhino came out with a lead pipe to make the save after what Eric Young and Joe Doring did to him and Heath. Makes sense. At the uh, following week's, or the past week's episode. Um, we had Kimberly and Deanna Perrazzo versus Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary for the uh, knockout tag team women's title tournament. Which was a good match and all, but of course, Taya and Rosemary came out on top. Yep, they did pick up the pinfall. They are a powerhouse of a tag team. Mm-hmm. Very surprising at first because when we came into Impact was at the beginning of that whole wrestle house thing that they had going on. Yeah, that was intense. And it seemed like they didn't like each other at first, and then now they started becoming a tag team, and they've been they've been really good as a tag team. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did not expect to see that happened that night, um, well, first let me say Sammy Callahan came out, proceeded to call himself the best wrestler. Yeah, of course. He's got to come out, make um, himself feel good. Said that Impact needs him. He doesn't need Impact. Uh, talk about Talked about beating Eddie Edwards up with the bat, which had not just happened that. No, Nathan, they don't need Sammy Callahan because, remember, the AEW World Champion well, yeah, yeah, has yeah, been I've... showing his face every week on Impact. That That's all even, we haven't even got that happened yet. What happened after this, that thing. I'm sorry. You're it's... jumping ahead. I'm sorry. It just, <laughs> I'm just saying that apparently they um, don't need him because. But spoiler no, they, alert, they, I guess they, I should have said. They. Sammy proceeded to talk about the first time he beat Eddie Edwards with the bat. And then how he beat him with it again. Um, Alicia came out and started to run her mouth at Sammy, which, I mean, that is Eddie's wife, so go her. Um, hey, stand up for her man. One thing that was not expected on my end was Eddie Edwards actually showed up yeah, to that beat was the shit out of Sammy Callahan. quite surprising. Um... Moose and Chris Bay took on Rich Swan and Willie Mack, which was a, it was a good match. Um, a lot of talent in the ring. The one thing that I absolutely loved was watching Moose chop Chris Bay for the tag. Instead of actually tagging him, he just, he just fucking chopping him right on the chest. That shit cracked me up. He was like, hey, fuck out of here, man. Let me in the ring. Um... You want in the goddamn ring here. I loved it the one time that he chopped him for the tag and then proceeded to powerbomb him onto Willie Mack. Um, hey, that was... we've talked about this before in this podcast. We like seeing motherfuckers beat motherfuckers with other motherfuckers. Yeah, if you're going to throw somebody into somebody, I'm all about it. If you're going to beat them with another person, that's cool. Great. Um, Swan and Mack had a little bit of a comeback. Um, Moose hit the uh, moose. Moose. Moose hit the moose. Moose hit the lights out. Spear and picked up the win for him and Bay. And then I thought Bay was the one that uh, had the pinfall. Well, I mean, got the got the pinfall. Well, yeah, 
Chris Bay got them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay, because he was the one that was legal. That's right. But then we get to the highlight of the evening, and I really don't know. I'm gonna and, go ahead and. Well, I just have to say because when I said the whole Kenny thing, you were like, "Oh, we haven't gotten to that." I just remembered that episode. How could you not know that it was happening? Because Josh Matthews literally... Well, if anyone listening hasn't watched it. Well, well, I'm sorry, but literally Josh Matthews, if you watch that episode, every like five minutes, he was talking about Kenny Omega. That's all he was talking about the whole time. He had a little bit to say about the matches, but he's like, oh my God, Kenny Omega's here. Kenny Omega's here. So, and it was mainly just a Don Callis interview. Yeah, I was going to say, moving on to that, um, that was mostly a Don Callis um, interview with Josh Matthews. It was mostly a Don Callis appearance. Um, he pretty much well talked most of the goddamn time. Really didn't say a whole lot other than talked about his past and meeting Kenny. And then Kenny said a few words before it went off the air. And that was about fucking it. It was very underwhelming. Yeah. After hearing that the new AEW champion was going to show up in Impact, you think there'd be a lot more. But honestly, the the little snippets where Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone showed that up was on the Impact, highlight. that, that was, was way more entertaining Super than the whole Kenny and Don thing. Yeah, that was... Like the fact the fact that Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, and Tony Schiavone, one of the most loved men in that company. Well. Sh- hey, everybody loves Tony Schiavone. Eddie Kingston hates Tony Schiavone. We don't care about him. He posts about it on social media. I don't care. He doesn't count. <laughs> but They love mo- JR. <laughs> well, yes. Everybody, everybody love loves Tony JR. Schiavone. That's just a given. Everybody should love JR. But mo- pretty much everybody in that company loves Tony Schiavone. And the fact that the two of them showed up on a little ad-type deal on Impact was hilarious. Now, like, that was absolutely hilarious. It was a lot better fact, than the little Kenny and Don interview thing. Given the fact that they are now doing cross-promotion shit with AEW, I will say this. If that's the route you're going to go and that's the way you're going to do it, I'm going to tell you right now, as far as I'm concerned, to follow up AEW Dynamites, and I, I, I typically try not to rant when we do this podcast because I'm, I'm here to give you the news and maybe a little bit of my opinion. I'm not here to just bitch your ear off about what's happening in professional wrestling. But I will say, given the fact that prior to that was AEW's Winter's Coming. And you had the debut of Sting on AEW. Which was the highlight. 
Why in God's name would you send Kenny Omega to Impact Wrestling to let Don fucking Callis run his mouth? Did anyone care truly what Don Callis had to say? Because I'm pretty sure well, I just have to if say... you're going to break it down to the cross-promotion type ordeal and you're just going to let Don Callis show up and run his fucking mouth for most of the interview, then, bro, give up while you're ahead because well, see, Sting stole it. That's why I want to say I want to know what happened there because it was supposed to be a Kenny Omega interview, which I was really excited for when we heard about on Dynamite. Of course everybody knows Don Callis is going to be there. He's a fucking EVP. He better be well, there. I mean, yeah, Nobody of course to he's going he to be say. there, but it was supposed to be a Kenny Omega fucking interview which when we seen him win and heard that on dynamite that wednesday it was like oh that's gonna be really cool to see kenny show up on impact but then we so don can talk but then we seen kenny show up on impact and all we heard was don callis running his mouth Mm -hmm. and kenny got like a couple sentences in that whole time that it was happening. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Don Callis spoke more than Josh and Kenny combined. The changing of the nameplates was... I liked that concept of it. Like, that was cool, yeah, but... But, It was yeah. still just Don Callis talking mm. the whole fucking time. Yeah. When it was supposed to be the champs interview, which is Kenny. I didn't know Don... I know Don thought himself as a champ because his buddy was the champ. Well, actually I will say this. And I love that Tommy Dreamer pointed out the fact. Don Callis has been in the wrestling world for a long time. And Tommy Dreamer proceeded to tell Scott Demore, I know Don. And Don is always out for Don. Don Callis doesn't care about anybody else. He's always out for Don. So if Don Callis is going to be pulling the strings of Kenny Omega, which should be interesting from here on out, and given given what I've seen, what we will discuss from Final Resolution, the strings of others involved, I'm going to give up on it now. Because I thought it was really cool. I think it's cool that Kenny's going to be the collector, as he called himself. Collect all them belts, man. But don't let Don Callis pull the fucking strings. Because in the end, you know, well, I mean, he's not going to be. His contract's up a fucking impact soon anyways. I feel like that's going to be the problem if he keeps him around or if instead of him staying with Impact, they sign him to AEW. Well, then he's going to be the issue. We will talk more about that Thursday night. Um, you will? I will. But uh, we will be right back with Dynamite. Alright, we are back for Dynamite. Now... We finished off with the uh, little Don Callis rant. 
and we'll get back into that at some point during this. But uh, kicked off dynamite with the Bucks versus the Hybrid Two of Jack Allen or Jack Evans and and Helco. Um, Which I mean, I must say the Hybrid Two did pretty good in that match. They came out very strong. Very. Um, got a little comeback from the Bucks. Um. A little bit further into the match, but I mean, it was very back and forth for a very long time. I must say, because yeah, I mean, after not seeing the hybrid two for quite a few months because of our whole COVID shutdown, they came out fucking swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to talk about the Meltzer driver on the floor. Mm. That was fucking wicked. That was rough. Um, Bucks hit the BTE trigger and got the win. Nick, uh, Nick, yes, Nick got the pin. Um, and then once again, the acclaimed come after the Bucks then and tried to attack them. Yeah, and then we got some SCU saves. So got a little action there. That was awesome. It's going to be interesting to see what the acclaimed and the young Bucks do on the versus. I don't know because the last team that I seen came up in EA fucking AEW that I was just like, eh, I don't know. Let's see what these boys got. We're top flight, and I don't think the acclaim got it like that. Well, no, top I mean, flight was awesome. But still, there's obviously something of ruin yeah. between the two teams. Um, following that match, we had uh, amazing. Darby Allen laid down the challenge to Brian Cage. Um, claiming that Brian Cage cannot beat him by himself. So he's going to give him the opportunity. So props to the huge nuts on the TNT champion, Darby Allen. And I say huge nuts, not sarcastically, but I mean anything. Anybody that knows anything about Darby Allen knows. Yeah, he's... Dude's got huge balls. He's, he's got insane. heart. Um, then the, 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 the biggest thing that amazingly happened only the second thing into the mat, uh, into the show, I should say. Sting came out to speak. Um, Cody got there first. And, well, it was Cody and Arn, I thought. Well, Cody and Arn came out first um, Arne... alongside Cody Shivani for the... This is where the little kid in me kind of was like... We, which I uh, I great. just have to say, I thought it was really great when Arn said, I had to get a closer look to make sure this was real. Yeah. Like, that was um, like, yeah, I heard the music and seen the name. Well, not even the music, but I seen the name and I'm like, nah, that ain't real. Arn, Arn said that he had no business there. Tony Shivani felt like he had no business there. And that was where the child in me kind of came out, seeing Arn Anderson that close to Sting, given the past that they've had, and the fact that Sting wanted a hug from Tony before he left, and asked him to stop and yell, It's Sting! It's Sting! Um, that was awesome. And... I like the whole, uh, the whole Darby and Sting thing, though. Because, I love that. Because you and me actually talked about this after that match about and how that was, it seems like Darby is like a little sting. The, the, the two things that stood out to me most in this 
that I absolutely adored was just for him to come out and like I told you the claimed that the animals were still the same but a bit different that really touched me because you know back in the day when Sting was on TNT he was surrounded by greats like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio yeah. Jr. and he had some pretty great Diamond Dallas Page him. and Bill Goldberg and Chris Jericho at a young age like those are a lot of top level dudes and for him to compliment the rest of the roster that was standing off to the side like that was awesome to hear. Yeah, for what he said, that was awesome. Um, For him to be in the ring with Cody, having been close to his father. The genuine smile on Cody's when face. He, yeah, when, he hugged Cody at the, when he hugged Cody at the end of that, he just smiled and said, see you around, kid. I was just like, that's awesome because I know Cody was freaking out on the inside like I'm standing in a ring with Sting. Like it made me like my heart just was just aw cuz the genuine smile that he had when Sting hugged him was the absolute cutest thing. And his not at Darby saying that he felt right at home and looking up at him that was awesome. Which was what started our conversation yeah. about why uh, it seems like Darby is a little sting. Yeah, truly. Like it's it was it's awesome. It's really awesome to see. And the fact that Sting it was after a cool moment. How uh, you'll you at least you should know this answer. When is the last time Sting actually wrestled? I think he got injured facing Seth Rollins. I don't remember how long ago it was though. Let's say that doesn't really help. I mean, yeah, Seth Rollins is still, I mean, he's been there for a few years. Four or five years, five, six, maybe seven. I don't know. It's been a while. Well, I was going to say, I heard them yelling, like, I heard them yelling some uh, years, but I don't remember what they said. Yeah, it's been a while. It's just, yeah, that's that's pretty great that he's actually come back to AEW of all places. You know, Sting is back on TNT. Um. Moving on from that, I'm not even going to talk about it. Taz cut another promo about FTW. It's great. It's awesome. We're awesome. We're yeah, going to hurt blah, people. Blah, blah, blah. You know, Brian Cage, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, blah, blah, blah. We're going to hurt people. FTW. Okay. Um, moving on to the next match. Uh it was really cool seeing Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison come out as the Varsity Blondes because it took me a moment to remember that back in the day, Brian Pillman's father was part of a tag team with Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, and Brian Pillman and Austin were known as the Hollywood Blondes. So I thought that was a pretty cool nod to them. Um, they faced FTR. Um, Varsity Blondes looked good for first few minutes. Um, FTR got the upper hand. Um, Tully got involved and hit Pillman. And, I mean, of course Tully got involved. Um, Tully got involved and hit Pillman. And uh, FTR got a comeback, picked up the win. Um, overall, I will say this. The Varsity Blondes did look really good in the match. Um, yeah. 
So to move on from there, uh, we've got a few more hints. Maybe Hangman joining the Dark Order. Um, he's going to tag this week with um, Long John Silver and Alex Reynolds. So that'll be a good match. That'd be a very interesting match. Last couple times I've seen Long John Silver in the ring, he looked great. So yeah, he if he's not a bad wrestler. I'm just or should we call him Johnny Skits or Johnny Mustard? Long John Silver sounds better. Okay, you'd have to watch BTE to understand those jokes. But also the fact check that out I, being the elite on YouTube. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be interesting because of Hangman being with. Yeah. And um, if you watch Being the Elite on YouTube, then you will understand the whole the whole the, ass story. The whole story that's going on and why Hangman is teaming with Long John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um following that exchange, we had 10 of the Dark Order versus Dustin Rhodes. I'm not even going to get into that shit. Dustin looked I mean, D Dustin won. Dustin's well, yeah, of going. course, Dustin's going to win. Dustin's and killing they it. tried uh, recruiting Dustin to the yeah, Dark Order, which yeah. was really funny. Tried to give him like, number uh, seven. Uh, no, he's not going to join your Dark Order. He's already with his family. I don't know um, if you if you guys forgot that, but... I'm going to run through this really quick because it wasn't everything I think it was built up to be. Um... Tony Schiavone, or blah, blah, blah. Tony Schiavone sat down. Or excuse me. The hell does Jericho call him? Tony Schiavone? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Tony Schiavone um, sat down with Shaq for an interview. Hey, and Brandy. Brandy was there. Yeah, well, that's too. what I was about to say. And Brandy. And um, Shaq proceeded to say that he didn't approve of what Jade Cargill did to Brandy's arm. And then, you know, after that, there was the backhandedness of all of it when Shaq told Brandy that um, while she was injured, she should watch Jade Cargill to learn a thing or two. And then the highlight of it was Brandy throwing a glass of water in his face and calling him an overgrown asshole. Yeah, because I mean, you don't look at a woman that's been doing this. That's great though. Doing this she called him an overgrown asshole. Well, yeah, I mean. He's, been, he's probably been called a lot of things in his life, but an overgrown asshole. I don't know if that one's <laughs> happened did, yet. But say, that might be a new one, but... That means you as an entire being are an asshole. Your face is an asshole. You're, you're everything. You're just an asshole. You're an overgrown asshole. But I Shout out to Assy McGee on Adult Swim for starting the... Just being an asshole. Because he's just butt cheeks. <laughs> but... On that, I just have to say, I mean, I thought it was interesting to have Shaq and Brandy, you know, two of them sitting down for it. But at the same time, like, they're both good when it comes to that. But the fact that Shaq wanted to try and tell Brandy some shit when he's a basketball player, like, hey... You should watch Man, this chick. He got in the ring with Big Show. That's like I'm, I'm just no, saying he no, no 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 that's literally just what I meant. But he got in the ring. I was gonna say that's like saying Snoop Dogg has 
power over telling people how to wrestle. Shaq is a good wrestler, about as good as he shoots free throws. Okay, that means nothing to me because I don't watch sports other than wrestling. Oh, Shaq can't shoot free throws. Okay, then <laughs> there we go. Like that, that makes sense then. He's an overgrown non free throw shooter. The, the fact, I just want to say the whole thing. Not as a person, I'm just hey. going based on this. Well, I didn't want to put it out there like, I think Shaq's an asshole. Yeah, no, he seems like a very sweet guy, and he's going with the whole wrestling thing. But the fact that he wanted to be like, ah, yeah, Brandy, you need to watch this chick wrestle, maybe get some pointers after she's already been wrestling for a little little while now. I know it ain't been as long as most, but she did what she needed to do. I mean... Throwing a drink in his face is the least of his worries. She threw Tony Schiavone's drink in his face. Well, why else was Tony holding a drink? I don't know, man, but... Any other uh, interview you see happen on this company, nobody's ever holding a drink. Um. Well, people have drinks. Jericho had a bottle of bubbly and got it smashed over his head by John Moxley. And that holding drinks actually, never turns no, that out well. Just, I was gonna say that just proves my point. If you're holding a drink, usually, at least in that company, from what I've seen, that means it's going to be smashed over your head or apparently thrown at you. Either or. Um. Following that, we had the Inner Circles Ultimatum to decide whether or not they were going to stay together. Um, MJF said he loved everyone in the Which inner circle. I feel like is a lie. And I'm just going to say it now. I feel like Sammy Guevara is going to be the first one to leave. Yeah. After all of that, um, Ortiz did explain to him um, that Jericho chose MJF and that none of them really like him, but their unit, they're stronger this way, and that Sammy Guevara was better than MJF and should shake his hand and move on, which Sammy did. And uh, he said that if one more thing happened, that he was going to leave. And there's probably going to be another thing to happen. I hope he does. I feel like he's. I feel like he'll, he'll be a he'll be a bigger wrestler without them. I don't like Sammy Guevara personally. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, like I said, I personally do not like him. As long as he's he not throwing, is a good wrestler. As long as he ain't trying to do chair spots. Uh, yeah, because that didn't turn say. out too fucking well for Matt Hardy. But yeah, he <laughs> he is a good wrestler. I do not personally like him. I don't like his whole that he's got going on but he could probably thrive more outside of the inner circle which I yeah obviously like what you said it seems like that's what's going to happen is he's going to be the first one to leave because he seems to be the one that's the most shitty about the whole MJF thing which I don't blame him I don't blame him yes Kenny was on here again on he was him and Don came back to Dynamite. And we'll get to that in a second. But I just wanted to let you guys know 
it was pretty much a fucking downward. It, it, it kind of all went downhill after Sting's yeah. segment. Um, yeah. We had Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade versus Lance Archer and the Lucha Brothers. Um, got off to a very brutal start. The Butcher put Pentagon through a table and Penta was out for the match. So that pretty much well yeah, left Archer was, and Phoenix uh, by themselves. Dumb. Yeah. But then my what I was looking most forward to that finally hadn't happened, happened yet. Um yeah, the yes bunny the bunny got involved in the six man tag match. Oh I, I sorry um, I don't have that. I, I didn't care about that. <laughs> no, no she Kingston pretty much well isolated Archer into their corner. Um Needless to say, Kingston, Butcher, and Blade picked up the win, and Archer, immediately following the match, got in and started to beat the shit out of people. He was just laying waste to people. It um, wasn't even beating people. He was just laying waste to people. And then, yes, we'll move on to your favorite segment of the night. Uh, what I am most happy about, because These she... are the most notes you have, isn't it? No, it's just the just most kidding. happiness I have I was just coming kidding. from this show from a while. Because I miss Chris Statlander and I can't wait for her to come back. But <laughs> my other favorite woman wrestler finally, finally, finally got her debut on Dynamite. It wasn't a debut. Her debut on Dynamite. I'm not just, I'm not saying her debut in general. Her debut on Dynamite. Okay. Like, for wrestling. Because, I mean, she had that whole I'm licking of the title. I'm not 100% sure that this is her first time on Dynamite. Oh, no, it is. Okay. Trust me, I would remember. I'm fairly positive she has not been on Dynamite before. Okay. But, uh, she had the whole licking of the title scaring uh, Sheeta last week, but she finally had a match. My bitch, Abaddon. And of course, she came out all spooky and stuff like she does. And she was against a girl named Tesha Prince? Yeah, Tesha. Tesha was... Price? Price, yeah, Tesha Price. And from what it seemed on the show, Abaddon literally scared her into losing. It wasn't even, like, her losing. She just got scared into losing. So, that being said, poor Tesha Price. <laughs> Abaddon picked up the hey, win. Abaddon had to have some kind of victim. So, we'll move into, uh, once again, something that should have been the highlight of the show outside of Sting, but really, in my opinion, wasn't. And literally, this is all that's going to be said about it, and we're going to move on to the main event, because, good lord. Um, Kenny showed up to Impact in a bus. Uh, Kenny showed up to Dynamite in a helicopter, and that was pretty much, well, the difference in the interviews. If you want to hear the interview... There wasn't really much If you want to hear the interview, go fucking watch Impact from that week and listen to Don Callis talk. 
Um, and then moving on to the main event, MJF and Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. It was pretty much, well, I think what anyone would have expected to begin with. MJF dominated with help from the Inner Circle because that's what the Inner Circle does. Well, but then Cassidy but actually had people Cassidy, come out and help him. Well, that was the thing. Um the best friends Chuck E.T. and Trent went backstage and returned with the Varsity Blondes, um, Brandon Cutler, and Top Flight to help them fend off the inner circle. Um, Cassidy came back. He got a roll-up. He kind of took over the match for a little bit. Um, MJF attempted to cheat. And the whole situation with the bat, referee caught the bat, caught MJF with the bat. It was great. I thought it was fucking hilarious. There was all that fight, and then all of a sudden, Nero comes Fucking, out. yeah, the, the, the teams on the outside got into a brawl, which that actually, leading into well, this week. Normal, like, well, leading into this week, we will have the teams of the best friends varsity blondes brandon cutler and top flight against the inner circle so that'll be that'll be a good that'll match. be a good match but i was just very confused by miro coming out other than the whole oh you ruined kip sabian's man you ruined kip sabian's bachelor they, party no like, they they broke the arcade yeah, which they was broke the Kip arcade Sabian's machine. Bachelor party. Regard, they broke the arcade machine. No, and it wasn't as bad. Well, it was maybe a, they should. It was a have, special gift. Maybe they shouldn't have had an arcade machine outside where there's a fight happening. But uh, Miro came out, took out Orange Cassidy. MJF picked up the win, and then Miro proceeded to wreck the fucking production staff. So I appreciate. Seeing him get some spotlight after WWE. After New York. Yeah, New York. We'll call it New York. Yeah, we call it. That's cool. Um. Yeah, it's good that. But he, yeah, it's good that he's got some spot. But at the same time, what the fuck? And then, why if during you that? listen to this podcast, um, you will know how fond we are of talking shop. You mean you? We do podcasts about it. Lucas enjoys it. <laughs> um, sadly, cock torture has killed Sex Ferguson. Um, so, I believe they're trying to bring Sex Ferguson back to life in the talking shop universe, but yes, currently at this moment, Sex Ferguson has sadly passed away. <laughs> so, um, rest in peace, Sex Ferguson. Like I said, I will be back by myself Thursday with uh, This Week in Wrestling. Sorry that the only things we got to cover this week were uh, Impact and um, Dynamite, but like I said, my throat was a little fucked. The week was very hectic, so that's what we have for this week. We will be back next week. Full news coverage on Thursday, possibly from both of us. Maybe I'll have Brad or Boris. I don't know. But we will be back, and uh, 
I'll see you guys this Thursday with all of this week's news.